The following program is underwritten by... Do you have a dog that pulls? The Halty product range by the Company of Animals has something to help stop your dog pulling. From the Halty harness to the Halty OptiFit head collar. Company of Animals. For all your pet's training and behavior needs at www.companyofanimals.us. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, thanks, big guy. I want to try a little uh, toothpaste or something. He has a little bit of bad breath. Have you noticed that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't get that close to him. A one eight six six. I know it's we're supposed it's supposed to be a secret, right? One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five is the number toll free to reach out to Doctor Debbie or to Joey Volani. And uh, on the big show today, we're going to talk to this guy who put his GoPro camera on his dog and then Ooh. left for the day. I've always wanted to do that. And the dog went absolutely ballistic. And this is actually a viral video that has over 6 million views. And if you want to see it before we uh, speak to him, head on over to our Facebook page. It is posted up over there. And uh, he's actually a uh, DJ, I believe. Yes, he is. A radio host. So. Mm-hmm. Always fun to have a fellow radio host on the show. Tammy Trujillo working so hard in the newsroom. What do you got coming up in this cast? Well, you know, we've always got to be concerned about our health, right? You know, do all kinds of preventative measures to make sure that, you know, everything goes right. Well, someday your doctor may hand you a prescription and on it it will say, get a cat. Ooh, I like that. And you can even probably get your health insurance to cover it. Maybe we're talking a little crazy here, but there's a really good reason why it just might happen. Huh. <laughs> that's interesting. I can't. I know, work. huh? I'm yeah. listening for that. Okay, that's on the way. How about we take your calls right now? Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Let's see, Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing good, and you? Very well. Where are you calling from today? Well, I'm uh, truck driving here in Wyoming. I feel for you, man. <laughs> it's lots it's windy of windy out here. Wind and uh, lots of flat, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. So what's going on with your dog or cat or iguana? What is it? Yeah. Well, uh, we have, my wife and I, we have a uh, 10-year-old smooth fox terrier. Okay. And, uh, you know, she's been a very active athletic dog up until, I'd say, a month and a half ago. And she has developed a a honking-type cough. And the toughest part right now is uh, throughout the night, she'll uh, go through these spells. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, during the day, uh, my wife is wondering, you know, why, why is she sleeping? Well, she's not getting sleep at night. Um, right. From, from my research, my wife, and then we have gone to the vet, uh, there's a high uh, suspicion that it's a uh, collapsing trachea. Okay, okay. And is she having any other symptoms at all as far as any weight loss, um, any other problems? Is she eating okay? Well, I mean, you know, she's um, she's still eating. She uh, seems to be a little more picky now, surprising, because she would, she would engulf her food so fast that she would let out a burp any uh, drunk would. would. <laughs> She's she likes her food and and doesn't mind the unladylike uh, behaviors there. So she's coughing and it, so do you feel that in general that she's besides this cough at night that she seems to have you know some slowing down, not eating well. Do you perceive that? Pretty much, yeah. Um, okay. You know, of course, uh, her favorite thing in the world is a, a like a handball, a blue ball, and mm-hmm. we had to you know unfortunately it 
we had to put it away because as, as soon as she gets, uh, you know, excited, she'll start, she'll start, uh, hacking. Okay. All right. So tell me what, um, what has been done for her so far and is there anything you're pursuing right now? Well, here's, here's the tough part. Uh, my wife did, you know, take, take the dog to the vet, uh, probably about a month ago, uh, to kind of beg, beg them to prescribe a medication for her cough. What okay. they're looking at is, of course, the first thing they were looking at was a blood panel for about 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then when I went back, they said, well, we, we definitely would have to do x-rays to confirm. So that's another visit plus the x-rays. That's $190. And from what I gather, there is no cure. There's only... Uh, Kind of a, okay, I'm, I'm going to back you up here, Jacob, because we don't have a diagnosis yet. And that's part of my concern is prescribing something for what we don't really know what condition is going on. And and the reason I'm kind of backpedaling here is because if we're going to presume that a dog has something like genetic or something anatomical, say like a collapsing trachea, um, that kind of problem tends to be present throughout their lifetime. And it, it doesn't, unless we're in extreme situations, it doesn't really cause them a decrease in their quality of life. So for me, um, if I am presented with a pet that is coughing and especially can't make it through the night and, and maybe we're off on food a little bit, um, and this kind of behavior hasn't been present throughout their lifetime. It really warrants looking into. So I would concur with your veterinarian that I think those tests are very sound things to do to get right. us a better feel what we're up against. Because throw in a cough suppressant at her if she's having some kind of heart problems developing could be a very detrimental or even fatal thing. So we want to make sure we're treating the right thing and giving you the right pills. So, um, you know. Definitely, you know, these type of tests, there, there are fees with them, and those aren't terribly off. Um, you know, I'd say in the area that I practice, you know, you're still, you know, maybe we're probably like 20 bucks less on some of those things than, than what you had mentioned. But still, those are, those are pretty valid fees there. So, you know, if you need to pick, pick and, go ahead. If, if they were to, let's say, um, run a blood panel, and then they found the specifics. It's almost like a human being. They're looking at specifics on, on the chemical, sure. uh, uh-huh. on, on, let's say, a heart problem. Would they just, you know, pretty much rule out the, uh, the trachea and say, well, you know, unfortunately, her ticker is been uh, right, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know that's it depends on how we want to approach it and how much suspicion the veterinarian has. Now, there's times when I'm listening to a dog's heart and I'll say, you know, there's something really wacky going on right here, and it, it can kind of help me to encourage a pet owner that I have a strong index of a suspicion that there's something we're going to find. So for me, sometimes I'll pick an X-ray first over blood work. Um, sometimes I think it's prudent to do both of those at the same time. And and I probably can't say specifically in your pet situation what the case may be, but but I would. Definitely definitely think that, you know, what you're describing sounds like we do need to get some kind of diagnostics to decide that and to see, are we going to be going down the respiratory pathway or are we looking at more of a heart-based problem? And because the medicines are different and, you know, um, you know, even if you're not looking at doing a lot of really crazy tests, those are two basic things that I would say are going to help your veterinarian and determine what is the best course of action to go. Yeah. Does that make sense? uh, There's a little, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. There's a, you know, unfortunately, there's a little hesitancy based on kind of her treatment in the past of uh, these stupid allergies, you know. And uh, mm. uh, one year she she took a shot that really worked 
excellent throughout the summer. And then the, the following year, it was like the, sh- the same supposed shot lasted maybe a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a horrific incident. My, my brother had a uh, lab, uh, a purebred lab, that I, I guess she wasn't feeling well, but they took her to the vet. It was a different vet. And they said, you know, everything looks great. And the next day, the dog dropped dead. Oh, goodness. Well, you so, know, Jacob, sometimes it's a matter of also just kind of, if you're not feeling that relationship with a veterinarian, um, definitely. I am I admire and I definitely think it's every pet owner's right to seek a second opinion. So it might just be time to maybe pick up the phone, check around, and if you're not feeling it with your regular vet, um, you know, see if someone else has a different opinion. But I can tell you my opinion is that I think that what they're recommending certainly sounds good, and it sounds like something, you know, we need to at least embrace some some testing in some format. So I hope, yeah. hope your baby does okay with that. And there's definitely things we can try. If we do have, say, a collapsing trachea or some other chronic respiratory problem, there's suppressant. Sometimes there's bronchodilators that help to open the airways. And, you know, even sometimes antibiotics are indicated. So there's a lot of things we might be able to do. I, you know, I, I'd say we just need to take that first step and uh, get your baby back to the vet. Hey, thanks for your call, Jacob. one 405 8405 That is toll free to connect with our dream team. To my left, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. To my right, dog father, Joey Volani. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the dream team now at one 405 Beth, wow, you look fabulous. Thanks. I mean, so refreshed. Mm, Must be the free facial I earned during February at Rite Aid. February? Yeah, you can earn all these great rewards just by shopping at Rite Aid. That sounds fab. It's February at Rite Aid. Earn rewards from mini golf to beauty treatments to vacations for every $50 you spend on participating products with your Wellness Plus card. Now through February 28th. Get shopping and start earning rewards today. Certain restrictions apply. Value and types of rewards will vary. See RiteAid.com slash February for details. Did you pay to do your taxes this year? Or did you not pay to do your taxes? Because you filed them for free on TurboTax. And then you had some money to spend on something else. Like a miniature train set. So you can give all your two-inch tall friends a ride to a tiny post office or something. Anyhow, how you do your taxes is up to you. But if you want to pay absolute zero, then hop on TurboTax.com and file your taxes for free. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. For simple U.S. returns only. Offer may end without notice. See offer details at TurboTax.com. Would you wait several days for your cell phone to fully charge? Would you wait several days to feel the full effect of relief from your nasal congestion? Flonase Allergy Relief Nasal Spray could take that long. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, use Afrin No Drip. Afrin starts working in seconds Uh. and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait several days to feel the full effect Uh -uh. when you can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin? (sighs) Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7899. Hi, I'm Charlotte Ross on Animal Radio. Please remember to stay and neuter your pets. Boy, that is one big dog on your lap there. 
Dr. Debbie has boss on her lap. You're making fun of him. He's got a big personality, but little size. <laughs> he's not that big, Hal. He's medium. Well, when you put him next to Ladybug, well, there's he's much bigger. Yeah. Ladybug's so small, so It doesn't tiny. take much to make a big dog next to Ladybug. <laughs> I've seen dogs that make Ladybug look big. Uh, yeah, there, there have been a few. Let's uh, answer calls for Dr. Debbie and uh, groomer Joey Villani at 1-866-405-8405. We have Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Hal. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. What's going on with your animals? Well, my animals, I my, my little dog has really bad breath. Little dog has okay. bad breath. So what kind of dog? He's a little chihuahua, Karen uh, Terrier mix. Oh, okay. Chihuahua, though. And how old is he? Uh, she will be three years she... old this month. Okay. All righty. So, um, well, I'll tell you the bad breath. I mean, we talk about yeah. doggy breath, and there's there's three top things that I think of when I have when I have someone who's talking about bad breath in their dogs. Uh-huh. Okay. First one, first one is dental disease. Okay. Second one is dental disease. <laughs> and, really. Okay. And the third one is dental disease. <laughs> You're writing all three down too. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and it's it's a, just a known fact. Um, uh-huh. By two years of age, over seventy five percent of dogs and cats already have some degree of dental disease present. Yeah. Okay. And we may not always see it. Um, it may not be something that's jumping out at us, but it, uh-huh. it is there. And the reason is really because the teeth are, there's above the gum line and below the gum line. And only 40% of the tooth is above the gum line, what you can see. Okay. Um, so that means that there is processes going on underneath, underneath the gum line. So we have bacterial film, we get plaque buildup, and then we get this, you know, more mineralized tartar with time. Okay. So, especially in a chihuahua, because um, they do have a lot of uh, typical dental problems. So, at that age, I would certainly be talking about doing a dental cleaning. Okay. And it's more than just, you know, you know, if there's not a lot of tartar, there's other stuff we do. So, we do full oral charting, and that means we're basically going to kind of probe under the gum lines. We're going to look for um, pockets along the teeth, which can indicate periodontal disease, and a lot of times we'll get odor from bacteria down in those pockets. So that's uh, an important thing. And also, you know, the veterinarian will check and make sure the tonsils look good, that there's no masses or anything like that. That could be also be contributing to the to the odor. And, you know, and I do make jests, you know, saying everything's due to dental disease, but the other types of things that can cause bad breath tend to be more more medical in nature. So we might be looking at, you know, GI disease, gastric reflux. Um, we might have something like diabetes or kidney disease, um, okay. sinus infections, things like that. So those in a younger dog, we might think a little less of, and okay. I definitely would focus my radar on the, the dental health. Okay. Okay. Um, my friend recommended giving my dog greenies. What do you think? Well, you know, I think that's something that we can use to go along with complete oral care, but it is not okay. a replacement for no. okay. dental okay. cleanings or for, you know, other types of home care. So okay. once I do have a dog that's had his teeth cleaned, then I definitely do follow up with whatever we can do at home to help him stay clean and also to keep, um, you know, the bacteria does, and the Does that include like brushing teeth? Absolutely. And well, oh. the best thing that can be done for home care is teeth brushing. That's the best thing. And we want to do that every couple of days because okay. the soft kind of 
plaque will become mineralized within about three days if we don't dislodge it. So hey, can we get we real to... just for just a second? Do you do, you do that with boss? You know what? I I, um, okay. <laughs> uh, I do have a toothbrush, and we do brush his teeth, but the frequency of which is not what I recommend. Okay. So just check it. Uh, it's my husband's job. I will say that. Okay. <laughs> He's the one supposed to be doing that. So, but yes, that's the best thing you can do. But there are there's some some other great home care products. Some through your veterinarian, and then some might be over the counter. And your veterinarian yeah. will have products that have ingredients like chlorhexidine, which is a anti microbial um, solution that they can you can apply to the gums and it helps to decrease the odor and the bacteria in the mouth and can help to keep that plaque from building up. So there's a lot of different forms for that. Um, also, some of the oral products that contain zinc can be used for bad breath. And it basically is because zinc interferes with the bacterial um, proliferation, so it therefore helps with the odor associated with dental disease. So those kind of things. And you can, you know, certainly talk to your veterinarian about some great products out uh-huh. there. Um, there's uh, MaxiGuard gel. There's the CHX or CET line um, through the veterinarian. Um, but if you need help kind of going through the over-the-counter type of products, you can go to a very useful website. It's the Veterinary Oral Health Council website, and it's the www.vohc.org. And you can look at products, and those go through some of the things, like you mentioned, greenies, Uh um, some different dental diets, some shoes, and the ones that have actually been shown by veterinary dentists to be of some use. And I say some use, so again, we want to use that along with uh, home brushing and other things. Okay, so so I need to go get a toothbrush for my dog. Yeah, what about that stuff uh, uh, that um, you find, the liquid stuff at the the pet store that you put in with their water? Is that a waste of money or does that work? You know, there are some that can be helpful, and I'm not sure about what the -the over-the-counter ones are, but there is one, um, a veterinary one uh, called CET's Aquadent, and that actually can help um, to decrease um, bacterial um, products and also the tartar accumulation. So there are some that can be useful. So, you know, I would certainly either ask your veterinarian what you currently have, what they have, or, um, you know, visit that website to see about uh, some of these other products. Mm. Okay. Well, a lot of answers there, Lisa. Thank you so much for your yeah, call. Thank you. Good thank luck you on that. Ba- yeah, good luck on the bad breath with uh, that dog there. It's toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. If you want to reach out to Doctor Debbie or to Joey Volani. Oh, and by the way, our very talented Doctor Debbie. She's a writer too. And if you happen to have a Yorkshire Terrier or a Shih Tzu, a Pug or a Mini Schnauzer, please check out her Kindle book, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. Links over at AnimalRadio.com. Hey, Richard, how you doing? Pretty good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Miles, Iowa. Miles, Iowa. Is Ooh, there they have more snow than we have out yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Where are you? Uh, well, I'm I'm in Las Vegas, and we've been seeing some snowfall as of recent, so uh, it's a little unusual oh. for our area. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Well, Dr. Debbie's here. How can we help you? Well, our dog has... Dog. Has what? I said dog. Well done. Have what? Here, you talk with them. Oh, no, They've got stuff in their ear. Crusty and okay. yelps when you touch your ear. Uh, my wife says it's crusty looking. Is it white or black or green? It's like little white lumps. Little white lumps. Okay. And it's crusty. And it's crusty. And the dog yelps with you. And the dog 
like yelps just a little if you touch your ear. Now, you, you mentioned you have more than one dog, and, and they both have the same problem? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's a little problematic for me because, in general, when we talk about ear problems in dogs, there's not a lot of things that are really contagious. And if, if I'm from Vegas, so if I'm going to put my gambling chips on the line, um, I'm going to say it's a little unusual to have something in both dogs that isn't contagious. So the number one thing I'd really go looking for is ear mites, um, which are a, a contagious parasite that can cause ear problems, uh, a lot of itchiness, discomfort, uh, very scratchy pets when they have that. Um, but there are other things, and we look at anything from infections of yeast, bacteria, to little foxtails, those little plant org- um, plant parts that work their way in the ears. So if both pets are in the same environment, yeah, I guess they could get those. But I, I really want to check out your pets and see if they might have something like ear mites. And, and that's something easily done. Uh, you walk into your local veterinary office and you ask them to take a sample of that and look at it under the microscope. And, oh, cool stuff moves around when we find ear mites. Um, uh-huh. So if, if it is something like that, it they're, is very they're treatable. Pretty much, they're pretty much indoor dogs. You know, we just let them out to go to the bathroom and, and they're chained up. It's not like they run through any fields or... And usually for something like ear mites, it is contagious between pets. So if there's a new animal in the home, whether it's a rabbit, a cat, or a dog, if they're sharing the same environment, um, then that could be contagious. Now, if they're not running at large and they don't really have contact with other pets, uh, you know, maybe it's less likely. But either which way, the number one thing I'm going to want to to have to help answer this question is is really to get a sample of that and look under a microscope. Um, Because that's really the heart of where we start with these type of problems. I could list a million products to have you go purchase and put in your pet's ear, but it'll be just as worthless as flushing the toilet. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Don't miss Sprint's Cut Your Bill in Half of It. Just bring your Verizon or AT&T bill and turn in your old phone, and we'll cut your rate plan in half. So if you're paying $260 a month for your family's four lines with Verizon, we'll cut it to $130. Or if you're paying $80 for yourself, we'll cut it to $40. Plus, we'll give you unlimited talk and text in the U.S. and match your data all on the Sprint Network. The Cut Your Bill in Half event at Sprint. Bring us your Verizon or AT&T bill and turn in your old phone, and we'll cut your rate plan in half. Visit us at Sprint.com slash half price or go to a Sprint store today. Limited time offer available when you choose a leasing option or Sprint Easy Pay. Subject to credit and valid consumer port. Discount applied to monthly voice, text, and data charges with a minimum $10 monthly rate charge. Excludes taxes, surcharges, add-ons, apps, premium content, international services, additional lines, and device charges. Other plans may receive prioritized bandwidth availability. To improve data experience for the majority of users, throughput may be limited, varied, or reduced on the network. Max of 10 lines per account. No cash back. Third-party marks are property of their respective owners. Restrictions apply. Mirror, mirror on the wall. How did I become so fat? If you are a woman over 40 and you're having trouble losing extra weight, you may be eligible for a risk-free trial of Amberin Complete by calling 1-800-963-4991. After 40, your body changes, and so should your weight loss strategy. Amberin Complete is a unique combination of clinically tested formulas, specifically for women over 40. Amberin Complete helps you balance hormones, relieve hot flashes, night sweats, sleeplessness, promote energy levels, and yes, help you lose weight, including that stubborn fat. No crazy diets or exercise routines required. Just take Amberin Complete for 90 days. It's that easy. 
So if you're a woman over 40 and you're tired of looking in the mirror and not liking what you see, call the Ambrin Hotline today. Hurry, this limited time 100% risk-free offer won't last forever. Call 1-800-963-4991. That's 1-800-963-4991. Again, 1-800-963-4991. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. You know, one day doctors might actually write you a prescription for a pet and your insurance might even cover it. Doesn't that sound great? Mm. It actually could happen. I I would be in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) It could happen because there's more and more proof that animals can be very beneficial to our health. Most of the studies done involve dogs. They're best known as therapy animals. And it's been proven that interacting with dogs can lower blood pressure and reduce stress hormones. Cats, though, can be very therapeutic as well, especially when dealing with the heart. A study done over 20 years found that both past and current cat guardians were significantly more likely to survive a heart attack than people who had never taken care of a cat. So get more cats, take care of your heart, works out. Now, you might remember this dog, Excalibur. He was the dog who was euthanized in Spain after his guardian, Teresa Romero, came down with Ebola. While she was in the hospital recovering, health authorities euthanized Excalibur despite pleas from her husband and thousands and thousands of signatures on an online petition to save him. The family's now adopted another dog, an American Stafford Terrier. They've named her Alma, which is Spanish for soul. The family's not forgetting Excalibur, though, not any way. They have sued for compensation for the loss of the dog they say was like a child with them. But in adopting Alma, they say they wanted the world to realize there are many, many abandoned animals out there that need a new home. There is this cat in Tampa, Florida named Bart, and he can only be called a miracle cat. Bart was hit by a car, and his guardians thought he was dead, so they buried him. Well, as unbelievable as this sounds, five days later, Bart showed up in the neighbor's yard. Bart had actually dug his way out of his grave and slowly made it back as close to home as he could possibly do it. Bart was weak and dehydrated and needed some serious medical attention for the injuries he'd gotten when he was hit. Now, the owner said they couldn't afford to fix his broken jaw and deal with his damaged eye, so the local Humane Society there is taking care of him. And they say this very courageous black and white cat is going to recover, and they are going to work on finding him a new and wonderful home. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Spring is closer than you think. Sam Adams Cold Snap is back. Oh, that's really nice. It's got a lot of flavor. It says springtime. Yeah, it's really good. It's very smooth. Cold Snap is light and refreshing. So this beer has 10 different ingredients. You have this really nice, complex spice and fruit flavor to it. Wow. It's got a lot going on. I like the name, too, Cold Snap. It's like we're kind of snapping out of that season. Yeah, this is my kind of beer. Crisp, refreshing, and Refreshing is the best word. Delicious. 
Sam Adams Cold Snap. Enjoy it while it's here. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, responsible. At Stella and Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella and Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish, sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaandChewy's.com. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. And we are celebrating the connection with your pets toll-free. 1-866-405-8405 for Dr. Debbie or dog father Joey Volani. And it is time for my favorite part of the show, The Hero, because... I always just love hearing about people doing good things for the animals. And if you know somebody that's doing great for the animals, nominate them. Send us an email, or Judy, send Judy an email to yourvoice at animalradio.com. Yourvoice at animalradio.com. And this week's hero, kind of fun because she not only rescues animals, but she she rescues giant breed dogs. And wow. we welcome Candace Bright to the show. She's the founder and president of Gentle Giants Rescue. Hi, how are you doing, Candace? I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Very good. So now you have a thing for the bigger dogs, don't you? Yeah, I love those giant breeds. I love all <laughs> animals, but the giants, they really tug on my heartstrings. Well, you not only rescue them, but some of them are handicapped, ill, or neglected, have been neglected, or unwanted, or disabled. Tell us about some of the animals you have under your care. Yes, um, we had our first uh, special needs rescue was in 2007. He was a very ill and blind Great Pyrenees. Uh, we named him Blizzard. He was dying of double pneumonia, but we managed to, uh, you know, get him back on his feet. And he was our poster boy and my personal dog. Um, unfortunately, Blizzard passed away in April. Mm. Um, but that really, he really set the tone for the special needs. Are giant breeds hard to uh, get adopted out of shelters? Yes. Why Very is that? Well, you know, well, you know, a lot of people, there's nothing cuter than, you know, a St. Bernard puppy or a Great Pyrenees <laughs> or a Newfie, uh-huh. and then they get big. You know, a lot of people, they just buy. They impulse, oh, wow, I want that puppy. And they buy it, and then they grow up really big, <laughs> you know, and a lot of times they're not trained, you know, when you get a 150, 200-pound dog jumping on you, he's going to knock you over. <laughs> um, they shed, they slobber, and people don't want that. Everything costs more for a giant breed, you know, the food, the vetting, yeah. everything. Anything for a giant is more expensive. And a lot of times people don't want to get their heart wrapped around an older dog, um, and then, you know, God forbid you could lose it. The giants are, are harder. They're mm-hmm. they're way harder to place. Do you have facilities? Uh, no, we're all foster-based. My, my dream is to open a sanctuary, you know, buy, like, a farm, and I don't want a kennel. I don't want concrete and steel. I want, you know... Like, you know, little mini condos for them in a in a refurbished barn or something. That's my dream. How many people work with you? You know, we're a very, very small group. Um, here in New Jersey, it's myself and three main volunteers. I do 90% of everything. 
uh, I have foster homes in a couple different states, you know, and I have a lot of friends across the country um, who help me pull dogs out of shelters, and um, I use wheel for, Wheels for Paws or paid transport out of North Carolina. They are wonderful. I worked with them a year ago when I got three of the dogs from the now-closed Olympic uh, Animal Sanctuary. Is this your full-time job? Um, what I do... Um, well, I'm married. I have three sons, two grandbabies, and two more grandbabies on the way. Um, I did childcare from my home for 25 years. Uh, but once I found out I was going to be a grandma, I wanted to be able to wash my grandchildren from my kids. Um, I work a part-time waitress job um, for the past quite a, quite a few years, since '05. And any money that I make goes, I work it for the rescue, to bring money into the rescue. So what do you think about Craigslist? I think it's horrible, not only for animals, but for people. You know, all the, you know, the couple was just murdered going to buy a car. It was a ruse. Uh, people selling dogs on Craigslist, giving them away for free is worse. You never know where they're going to, where they're going to end up in the hands of, you know, bait dogs for dog fighting or like puppy doe. She was just tortured just, you know, for the thrill of torturing her. I think it's horrible. So you, you suggest we don't look for animals on Craigslist or put our animals on Craigslist, right? I would say I wish Craigslist would just do away. I wish you weren't allowed to post any animals on Craigslist. Backyard breeders, puppy milk, they're all on there. And, you know, it's just the people trolling, looking for dogs. Like I said, dog fighting is really big in this country. Mm-hmm. And puppies and disabled, a lot of them are the ones that, you know, and cats for, for bait. It's horrible. Well, I encourage listeners to check out your website, GentleGiantsInc.org, and I congratulate you for all the work that you've done, and you are our hero of the week. Thank you so much. Once again, the website, GentleGiantsInc.org, of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show over at AnimalRadio.com. Let's head to the phones. We have Sherry on the phones. Hey, Sherry, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. How, How about you? Good. What's going on in your world? Well, I got a brand new puppy about three weeks ago, a teacup chihuahua. Oh, wow. Little guy. Yes, his name is Sophie. And um, I noticed after I had her for just a short time that tips of her ears were curling backwards. Hmm. And at Mm -hmm. first I thought it was really cute because they reminded me like the little pixie shoes. But now they're really turning backwards, and I did some research, and it said some things, but I want to double-check with you because I don't always believe what I read on the Internet. Well, that's a good policy to have, definitely. you got to be a little skeptical. You mean you're saying I shouldn't believe everything I see on the Internet? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, we, we do see this in some breeds of, of puppies where the ear tips curl kind of backward. Um mm-hmm. And it's usually something that they will grow out of. Um, now, when I got to ask, when you got her, were her ears were they standing erect at that point? They almost were, and then within just a, about five days, they they turned up again, and then mm-hmm. and everything was fine. And then they just I just noticed just a real slight curl, and then now they're really curling. So I mess with them, you know. I I try to, and people say pin them and everything. I pinned her ears; she'd be at them in a second. So I was like. Yeah. You know, and the honest truth is that in most dogs, this will return to normal. It may not be for many weeks or even several months, but usually by the time we're about six to seven months old, especially if those ears have been up and you saw them go into that erect state at one point and right. just kind of curl back after that, they're going to go back. You just got to give okay. it time. Now, yes, you can do taping, and, and there are definitely oodles of resources that you can look at for taping, but normally Chihuahua ears do stand on their own, so we really don't have a lot of concern that we need to do that. 
if it is done, I have had people that I will just advise them to stick to something simple, like cutting a little bit of mole skin and kind of affixing that to the inside of the ear to give it a little bit of extra upright um, rigidity. Um, mm-hmm. But other. But really, I mean, it's it's just an aesthetic thing, and yeah, it is kind of cute the way they curl backwards it's like that. So um, I would say enjoy the. She weighs all of a pound and two ounces, and her ears are huge, and and just curl backwards. It's, it's the cutest thing in the world. Yeah, I'd say enjoy the photos now because, you know, mm-hmm. the chances are they're going to get, get better. But, yeah, there's a lot of thoughts, you know, in these young pups, you know, if if there's some kind of bodily inflammation going on, um, whether mm-hmm. they be, you know, they're cutting teeth or that they have yes, some kind of, um, mm-hmm. uh-huh, that's the common thing you, you'll probably hear on the Internet is that, you know, while mm-hmm. they're losing their teeth, their, their ears, and I think it's just a timing thing. But there's also, I've even had dogs where um, we've had heavy worm infestations, and that's just an inflammation in the body, and, you know, the ears kind of, could be the the thing. So as long as you've worked with your veterinarian, she's in good health, you're deworming her. Otherwise, I'd say just give it time and um, enjoy those baby's cute little ears. Okay, I'll do that. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks for your call, Sherry. We appreciate it. 1-866-405-8405. Don't you know it? This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by the fine folks over at Stella and Chewy's. Thank you so much, guys, for, well, giving us the intro pack. We are blessed with your Chewy's Chicken Dinner, Simply Venison, Stella Super Beef, the Duck Duck Goose, and the Phenomenal Pheasant Dinner. Try out these intro packs wherever Stella and Chewy's is sold. Ladybug loves them all. Mm-mm. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band, and forever you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pets. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N. This is Animal Radio, baby. We have uh, Kay. Hey, Kay, how are you doing? Hi, how are you? Good, where are you? I'm in West Virginia. You are on with Dr. Debbie, Kay. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Hi um, there. We have a, I have a six-month-old multi-poo who will go outside and play and play and play and play and come back in the house and do his business. Doing both pooping and peeing in the house? Yes. Okay. And has he ever been house trained? Um, he seemed to do uh, pretty well for a little while, and now he's back to, as I said, he'll go outside and, and stay for maybe 15, 20 minutes. And okay. then come back in the house. All righty. Now, when he's outside, is he playing by himself? Is he with the family? Is he, what's going on? Uh, he's by himself. Well, what we're going to really need to see about doing is if he was house trained before, um, we need to kind of get back to the, the core of what he learned. And um, going outside and, and playing is good, but we also want to make sure that he has set time that he also does his business. Um, mm-hmm. So I want to make sure that we actually supervise him to do his duty. And, um, you know, he might have separate play times during the day. 
Um, but uh, to take him outside and actually witness the act and to praise him up and down and up and down because that positive reinforcement is very important for him to uh, you know, pick up those cues that this is good, this is where I'm supposed to do this thing. And then when he returns into the home, um, then we don't want to leave him unsupervised. So if he has not done his duty outside with uh, you know, taking him out on a leash, then we're not going to let him run around the house because... You know, he's going to probably go into a corner and poo-poo. Um, so this is where crate training is very valuable um, because if he's not immediately by your side, you can use a crate to confine him. And then after you take him out of there, play with him outside, take him to do his business, then he's allowed free run. Um, but we have to make sure that we're getting the message across that this is where you do your outside business and then... You come inside and you you live inside the house. So um, that might be the basics. Now, did you do crate train when he was a youngster? Um, yes. Well, we actually would only have him in a crate when we were gone. I've never liked to put him in a crate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we well, in a crate when we were gone. You know it. And when he was in the crate when you were gone, did he have any house soiling problems inside the crate? No. Cool, good, because that's really important, because if he knows that and he's got that association, you can use it during regular times. Now, if you are able to stay with him and kind of constantly supervise him in the home, that will do the same sort of thing. You just have to be the one, him right by your side to supervise. Um, if you can't and you're cooking dinner or you're running in another room doing something else, that crate is not a punishment. It's a place where he can have a quiet haven. You can give him a little toy, put a treat in there when he goes in there, and make it a positive association. Um, I think so many people have a problem with crate training and that we feel that it's some way punishing a dog. But if it worked for the nighttime um, training for house training, it'll work for the daytime. So just use it in the right situation and make sure we do a positive reinforcement for when he does do his deed. And then, of course, those areas that he's making those messes, we want to clean up with a very good enzymatic cleaner um, to make sure those smells come out. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, well, I hope that helps you. And this house training stuff, it's tough. It really is. So make sure that we've got constant supervision, positive reinforcement, and, you know, we'll get there. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. You see that? That is so cool. Looking at the Baskerville muzzle from Company yeah. of Animals. And, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. And I was talking to these guys. Apparently, over across the pond, they, they use muzzles more than, than we do here. And it's strange because there seems like so many applications. Like we get the call every week about the dog that gets in the trash when, mm-hmm. when you leave the house. Oh, and the dogs that I take for a walk that eat poop and stuff along the way along the way yes it's just more responsible being in control of your animals absolutely and we welcome back to the show dr mugford how are you doing doctor i'm doing very well hal hi judy hi debbie yeah i I think muscles are just so good for dogs because it gives them a second chance i'm talking about the biting variety sure i'd like to think there was a muzzle we could fit on people you know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because we lock up bad people and we do nothing with them they just rot in a cell and with with a, the Baskerville Ultra Muzzle, which is the one I designed, 
Um, we give dogs a second chance to come out into the world, to meet other dogs, to meet people, to receive treats through the, uh, the, fr- the front section of the muzzle, and to pant and to drink and to lead a pretty well normal life, but they can't bite. Mm. And that's what we want of people, isn't it? We want people who don't go around biting. So. What is it that the UK guys already are yeah. always using these, but we don't have, we're not using them here. What, what is with well, that? I, I did introduce them to the US and you can now buy them in stores, mainly pet stores, and they're called the Baskerville Ultra. Uh-huh. And they're, they're in blue uh, packaging boxes. And there's a picture of my lovely Labrador uh, dog up on the top left hand side. So you know you've got the right one. And as it happens, he doesn't need a, a muzzle, but actually he is one of those being a Labrador who would pick up poops and do the things that you <laughs> described as well. So it's useful for that. But the main application is to give aggressive dogs or dogs that just might be aggressive and you need to test and evaluate them if you're a professional behaviorist like me. Fit the muzzle, um, introduce it to other dogs or people, all goes well, then take the muzzle off and who knows, throw it away. Um, and the, the special thing about the Ultra is that it is really comfortable. It can be shaped by putting in hot water than cold water. Oh, wow. Shaped to fit the, the physiognomy, the, the, the head shape of the dog. And that's really important, of course, because we don't want dogs to be miserable while they're wearing a muzzle. Well, I think here in the United States, people think it's inhumane that you're treating your dog cruelly if you put something Heck like no. this on. Yeah, and, and actually, to be fair, a lot of the muzzles that have been around and still are around in the States, they're made of fabric, basically. It's a sort of glorified sock with a toe cut off. <laughs> and you shove them around at the dog's muzzle, and it can't open its muzzle, and, and therefore oh. it can't bite. But also, the, the obvious thing is it can't pant, and if they can't pant, yeah. they're going to overheat, because 90% of the heat loss from the dog is through that little miraculous little gland in its nose. So, um, you know, uh, no panting, no cooling, therefore overheated dog, and very uncomfortable and soon distressed, and maybe dead dog. So that type of muzzle frankly should be banned um, and, and they're really only suitable for the shortest of examinations maybe at the vets or the groomers mm-hmm. but um, for wearing running around particularly in hot climates or in any kind of exercise you need a Baskerville Ultra. Well I have a suggestion to make them look more appealing. <laughs> I think uh, well, they sh- I did make some sexy pink ones. Yes, and blue see, ones. that's what I was going to say. That's what we <laughs> yeah. need. I want one to match my dog's leash or to match her outfits oh. and color coordinate the red, the pink, the blue, the purple. And yeah, I went to I went to enormous trouble and enormous expense, and I even made little flowers that you could stick <gasps> on them as well. I love it. Oh, oh that is just like you, you can with my Crocs and oh, I shouldn't mention another brand. Um, Crocs shoes. <laughs> and um, and it was a flop. People just aren't. They just want muzzles that blend into the color of their dog. That's what I was going to say. Like a camouflage one that will fit the color and type of my dog's hair. I think that would be cool. See, I think think the colors would be a hit in the U.S. Oh, I I think you're much more adventurous with colors, and you're quite right. But we did try, as I said, pink and sky blue. (laughs) But maybe we'll go for purple. And uh, that, that'll be that'll be the one for the states. But uh, meanwhile, you can get them in black, black, and black, which is a great Henry Ford color. <laughs> Any one of those three. And we're about to introduce a, 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 a sort of pussy brown color. And I'll bear in mind, and we'll produce some really exotica ones with stripes and things like that. But Ooh. the important thing is, functionally, they can't hurt. And do you know what? A few um, months ago, I did some tests. I went to kennels where there's some really really mean dogs have all been seized by the police for doing bad things and um, i had a pit bull a german shepherd and a rottweiler trying to rip my balls off so to speak and they didn't <laughs> succeed and here i am 
Um, and um, it's some great video, and if anyone goes to our website, they can see me um, having bits of me being attempted to be removed by dogs wearing our muzzles. So they really are, if you like, crash-tested. Yeah, so to speak. I, so you're the guinea like pig, huh? You put your life on the line. That's yeah. good. Well, that's, that's well, we're not just talk over here. In this little old company of animals that I'm the boss of, um, we are very hands-on. I'm a farmer. I've got animals all around me, a, a constant stream of dogs with problems coming through, dogs for training too. So all of our gear has been tested uh, for real on dogs that matter a lot to people. And you. <laughs> and you. And me. Oh, they, they all matter. I'm, I mean, I'm nuts about dogs, um, as, as are you, and uh, that's why we get along so good. The, the, the muzzles are also really useful for treatment at the vets, you know, the stress situation. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a vet, great the, idea. The vets or the groomers. Um, it's such a shame to see dogs that are taped up with bandage and you know treated in an unkind way. Um, they should it should be a pleasure going to veterinarians and, and likewise groomers and other stress situations. One of the reasons why muzzles are so much more common over here is that we have this um, fear of dogs and of being bitten by dogs. And I tell you, there's a lot of things worse in life than being bitten by a dog, and um, you know it happens to me from time to time. Um, but um, on lots of public transports, um, in Italy particularly, on all the ferry services and in Greece, um, dogs have to be muzzled at all times, which oh, wow. is, is why most European dog owners own a muzzle, because oh. sometimes the law requires it. Well, it's about time that we start you know wearing the, these. The, yeah, the, you know, the UK is so far ahead of yeah, us on everything. They had American Idol before before yeah. we did, and, you know, all the TV is way ahead. Great. Why, why wouldn't it be the muzzles, too? Yeah. I, I understand. Uh, you're ahead on something, so don't, don't worry. I'm trying to think of one, to be kind. Uh, but um, uh, but well, actually, I, I was in Chicago a couple of weeks ago, and down at the dog parks and and in restaurants and in all sorts of public buildings and dogs were so welcome. Not just assistance guide dogs and the like, seeing eye dogs, but uh, any old dog. So I think America is actually a lot more giving and, and generous to dogs than over here, actually. We've got insane rules. We're all safety obsessed over here. Dr. Roger Mugford, I always have so much fun when we talk to you. We're going to have to do it again. I certainly am looking forward to it. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Coming up, we're going to talk to this guy who put his GoPro camera on his dog and then mm. left for the day. I've always wanted to do that. That's on the way. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, welcome, my friend. Happy Valentine's Day to you. And if you're like me, you'll spend your Valentine's Day with your animals. And those are really the animals. Those are the ones that you really love anyway, the ones that you want to be with. So happy Valentine's Day to you and your animals. Uh, thanks for joining us this hour. We're going to talk to a guy who loves his dog so much he wanted to find out what happens when he left. So he put a GoPro camera on his dog. And he was surprised. He was surprised. The dog had a little bit of separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. So much so, he posted it on YouTube. The uh, video has gone viral with over 6 million views. And if you'd like to check it out before we talk to him, you can go over to our Facebook page and check it out. Uh, Joey Volani is here, dog father Joey Volani, as well as Dr. Debbie answering your calls. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. I got to say that Dr. Debbie on her lap today is boss, which is okay. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. 
He's chilling. He's being good. He, he is. may have something to like chime in later. <laughs> He's being very quiet. He's being much quieter than Gurney the bird. Which <laughs> all, you but can you always, know, yes, boss is a professional. You know, he goes with me on my TV appearances, and so he's you know he's pretty chill with the whole system. <laughs> is is he union? I was just wondering. Does he have a SAG card or is a? Uh, as long as I pay out in uh, dog treats, he's dog fine. treats. Okay. <laughs> Under the table, right? Yes. <laughs> hey, Stacy. Hi there. How are you? Great. How are you? Good. Where are you today? Phoenix, Arizona. Lovely, warm Phoenix, Arizona. How can we Beautiful. help you? I hope you can. I have two dogs. Both were um, pound puppies, if you will. One, the younger one, who is six, um, from time to time attacks the older one, who is ten, both okay. male, for no apparent reason that I can determine. And the the attacker um, has been to a behaviorist, and what, there was nothing to be found. Okay. I don't want to give up either one of them because I love them dearly. So I've chosen to keep them completely separated since the last attack two weeks ago. And I don't know if that's what I should be doing or if there's something more I can do. Mm-hmm. Now, so when you say the attacks, what, what's exactly happening? Are we getting to where there's bite wounds and someone's getting injured yeah. in the process? Absolutely. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you said that you can't really identify immediately before these attacks occur. We'd have to, like, rewind the memory banks and look. Mm-hmm. Is there anything going on, any food, items? Are you in the room? Um, is there a dog bed around? All those kind of things that we'd be looking at, something that might potentially be triggering um, the right. behavior. Nothing, honestly, that I can think of. The last one, two weeks ago, they were both outside doing their morning business. Um, the older one was sitting, was kind of standing by me. The younger attacker one was over by the wall doing his business. I looked at him, and I just instantly knew that he was going to attack. I couldn't figure out why, but I instantly knew, so I mm-hmm. jumped up and basically caught him and was able to pull him off, and I put him in a headlock for 10 minutes until he calmed down. Wow. That's the only time I've been able to prevent it. Every other time, they just go at it, and I can't do anything. So each time it's happening, you you are present then? Well, as far as I know, each time it's happened, I've been present. I don't think it's ever happened when I've not been there, and they're normally, up to this point, been together in the house. Okay, because that's a very important piece of information here is because mm-hmm. if if we believe uh, with, with good reason, you know, that you're not coming home to find blood spots or, you know, evidence that there's been a battle when you've not been around, you are a resource, and, and dogs can compete for just about anything that's perceived as a resource in their environment, whether it is a food, toys, um, favored bed, um, but the human in the home is probably the biggest and the most important resource in their world because you brought you bring all things good. You bring the food, you bring the love and the attention. So that can even that very subtle thing of you being present during that that might be something that can potentially be triggering this. Doesn't make it easier because um, you know that is the heart of uh, dealing with intra-dog aggression is trying to figure out what's triggering this. What is actually the inciting cause? If we le- if we're led to believe that you are the resource, then that becomes a big challenge that we have to make that a non-competition issue. Um, so, but and you said that you have both male dogs, correctly? Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't know that you're not supposed to do two of the same sex until after because I just saved the dog. It was unusual circumstances. So yes, yeah, they're both and- male. 
and actually, two male dogs generally do better than two female dogs. So anybody who's listening, oh. we generally don't recommend the two female dogs together. Oh. And they are both neutered, I'm assuming, correct? They are. They are. Good, good. Uh-huh. Well, some of the big things that, because you do have an older dog, that kind of throws in another whole variable. And there are instances of aggression when we have an older pet. And sometimes that can be due to some changes within the dog hierarchy in the house. So, you know, maybe we're not moving as well. Maybe we've got some low-grade problems, some arthritis. There could be some perception by the younger dog that, hey, you're not the top-packed dog anymore, um, and I'm going to move in. And um, mom's here. I want her attention, so I'm going to fight for that attention right now. That's very possible. Um the one thing I would encourage you is your older pet, just to make sure, see the vet, make sure everything is okay, that we don't have anything that we need to be addressing as far as any chronic pain, um, anything that could be affecting the way your older pet is getting around in the home, because that can be really difficult if we have an older pet that's just, uh, it's kind of the survival of the fittest, and, and it is the animals in their wild kingdom, um, so that can be a real challenge. So. You are somewhat right in doing the separation option because we do need constant supervision when these guys are together. The other thing that can be helpful is if we get somebody else to help you with some guided training. So you did say you had a behaviorist, and if we could focus on um, different situations where the dogs might want to be competing for your attention, whether it is um, coming into the home, uh, getting love, affection around the house, or even just as simple as you come in the door and you look at them, um, if we can have a family member or a friend work with you to practice some of the basic obedience commands with both dogs and set up a structure of practicing the sit, the stay, so that we can make sure that there's not a lot of anxiety about your comings and goings so that they have practiced calm behaviors and they're rewarded for that um, because we don't want to have an instance where the dogs are kind of getting all excited and one's bumping or pushing and you are being guarded or you're being the resource that we're being protected. So that takes some work. So in the meantime, separation, observation when they are together, and then working on some of those basic training commands, preferably with a leash so that we can control the situation without getting your hands in the way. Because I I admire you for the headlock, but it really, I mean, you can get injured in this because you could be the displaced, uh, uh, you know. And I didn't think of that until afterwards, and I thought, God, that was so dangerous. But I was so wanting to save the older dog because he just gets beat up for no reason that mm-hmm. none of, that I or he know about, mm-hmm. you know. And I just wanted to prevent him from being harmed this one time, yeah. you know. So, but yeah, that yeah. was really stupid. And then I'd say probably one final thing in close for breaking up a fight in your situation, rather than the physical contact, I would use either the the loud horns. You can slam a door, drop something, make a loud noise. If you're outside, water works wonderfully to break that up. But anything that creates a loud disturbance will help to distract them. So I would lean towards that first. I did that, and it didn't even touch it. They just kept at it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so just get work on the obedience and, and keep them separated. But when I do get them together, put them on a leash so I can be 
watching them both carefully. Yes, and we want to have make sure we have another person to be working with you. So if you have the ability to get either that trainer or another one working with you, because in your situation, I am presuming that that's what the trigger for the aggression is. A lot can be learned from someone on the ground watching how the dogs are interacting. So um, if you haven't had great success with the uh, one behaviorist, we might want to get another one for you and uh, see if we can get a little bit more direction on that. Okay, do you have some referrals for behaviorists? At the website at animalradio.com, you can find a, a certified behaviorist or dog trainer, okay? Animalradio.com. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you very Bye. much. Bye-bye. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Would you wait several days for your shower to get hot? Would you wait several days to feel the full effect of relief from your nasal congestion? Flonase Allergy Relief Nasal Spray could take that long. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, use Afrin No-Drip. Afrin starts working in seconds and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait several days to feel the full effect? You can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin. Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world, sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. Did you pay to do your taxes this year? Or did you not pay to do your taxes because you filed them for free on TurboTax and then you had some money to spend on something else, like a miniature train set so you can give all your two-inch tall friends a ride to a tiny post office or something? Anyhow, how you do your taxes is up to you. But if you want to pay absolute zero, then hop on TurboTax.com and file your taxes for free. Intuit TurboTax. It's amazing what you're capable of. For simple U.S. returns only. Offer may end without notice. See offer details at TurboTax.com. Hey, folks, this is Jackson Galaxy. You're listening to Animal Radio. Please do everyone a favor. Stay or neuter your animals today. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with your pets. Here's the number. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. I'm Hal Abrams. Judy Francis is screening your calls. Dr. Debbie to my left, Joey Volani straight and center, and to my right, Tammy Trujillo working hard in the newsroom. In fact, uh, what do you got going on this hour? Well, 
I'm not the biggest fan of football, so okay. when I watch the Super Bowl, I watch for the commercials. Don't we all? Yes. Oh, because they're absolutely fantastic. But I'm going to tell you about one that you didn't see and exactly why you didn't get to see it. All on the way. Now I'm curious. Also this hour, we're going to talk to Mike, the intern. He put a GoPro camera on his dog and then left the house, and the dog went absolutely crazy. A bad case of separation anxiety. At least that's what it appears in the video. And uh, we'll talk to him, find out what inspired him to do this and what kind of response he's gotten from his viral video. And, of course, if you haven't seen it yet, head on over to our Facebook page and check it out before he comes on the air. I wanted to read this email. This came in off our app, the Animal Radio app. I want to thank Doctors Fosters and Smith for making this a free download for you for your Android or iPhone, the Animal Radio app. You can ask your questions right from the app as well as listen to the show. Uh, this email says, hey, Animal Radio, I just wanted to let you know that I listen to you guys all day at work every single day. Wow. Yeah. I live in the That's Bahamas neat. and discovered oh, wow. your radio station on Live 365 Internet Radio. And of all the radio stations over there, yours is the one I chose to listen to. Oh, that's cool. She goes on to say, I tried calling you to tell you in person, but your line is always busy. Everybody is so determined to talk to you all. Uh, Thanks for being so awesome. Sometimes I just want to jump through the computer and slap some of the people that call you. But thankfully, (laughs) Dr. Debbie knows how to handle those people just right. (laughs) Kelly Albury. Thank you for listening, Kelly, from the Bahamas. Hey, I want to give a shout out to Kelly. Thank you, Kelly, for listening. And uh, I guess not a lot of people know that, both on the Animal Radio app and at Live 365, you can get 24 hours a day of Animal Radio. (laughs) This would drive me crazy, but apparently (laughs) it's perfect for Kelly. And we head across the country to Violet. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? We are calling from uh, California. Oh, very good. Is is that, who's that in the background? (laughs) Who's that in the background? Uh, That's Vegas. He came from Las Vegas, and now he's in here for daycare today. Oh, okay. So I have a daycare, which is playground. So what's going on with your animal? I have Dr. Debbie right here. Someone dropped off this little chihuahua, and um, I've raised him now. And uh, he's got a lot of little spots. Like, you know, they, I took him to get fixed, and he says he has an allergy. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they fixed them, but they didn't say what kind of allergy because then they would have to do a skin thing. So I started okay. giving him some kind of flex dog, which is a three fatty acid in the immune system. I'm seeing a little bit difference, but I don't know if that... What I could do for like doing his, um, I do the tea tree, but that's not working. So maybe okay. a different type of shampoo. Okay, or... tell me a little bit more about this guy. How old is he? He's only five months old. Five month old, little chihui hui. <laughs> and what what do these um, areas look like on his body? Little, just like spots of red. Okay, and, and is and there it, hair it, loss it, in the areas? It's, it, it's just pink. And then it's just, he's got hair on there. So, I mean, I don't know if there's a special shampoo should I do or... Okay. Well, the first thing I'm going to tell you is that allergies definitely can happen in young dogs. But the the truth of the matter is that seasonal allergies, inhalant allergies, are not going to be present in a doggy this young. So things that are pollens, um, you know, things that are blooming outside, it takes a well over a year and a half of exposure to those environmental allergens for a pet to develop an allergy. So um, we can almost kind of just ignore that whole possibility. Mm-hmm. But we can sometimes see food allergies in 
young dog. Sometimes I, I, the youngest I've diagnosed it has been a six-month-old puppy. Um, but typically those pets will tend to be quite itchy. Um, you know, we have some pretty typical signs with that. In a chihuahua puppy, how oh, golly, at five months old, I will tell you. White. Yeah, I understand he's uh, high maintenance. <laughs> Yeah. The first thing I honestly would have this boy um, evaluated for is to check him for mites, um, demodectic mites, or what they call the red mane, just quite common. When I took them in and then they fixed them, so they said just to do the cortisone. But Well, and if it, did it help? Um, it does help, yeah, but every time I take him over to the my mom's yard, it's, it's, I think he's allergic to the grass because okay. when he comes back, he's all red again. Okay. Well, I'm just telling you, going with the odds in a young pup of his age, um, even if we don't see mites on the first sampling, sometimes it does take multiple samplings. So I would just want to make sure we exhaust that. And now, this is something your vet can't do just by looking. They actually have yeah. to take some skin samples. They have to do that skin scraping, as we call it. Yeah. So if that's been done, then I'll feel more comfortable about that. But, you know, okay, so say, say that test is negative for your little guy. Um, yes, there are definitely going to be some things we're going to look at doing. And we might start with some of those um, colloidal oatmeal shampoos, which can be very soothing for the skin. Um, and then I would address going into um, a hypoallergenic diet. I'm not really familiar with some of the brand oh, okay. that you mentioned. Yeah. But no to get grain, into, no nothing. yeah, and you know, grain isn't always the, the big problem. Lot. It's kind of a, a big fad in the human world with nutrition. But actually, some research studies actually have shown that some of the most common allergens in foods for dogs are things like beef, which is over 30% of the most common allergens in dogs. Dairy and wheat are followed after that. And actually, you know, corn is pretty low on the list. It's lower down. So um, things when we talk about grains, yeah, it could be a grain problem, but but in many cases, it could be a chicken, a beef, um, all those other ingredients. Oh, my gosh, yeah. So you would, um, I'd say, pick up that phone, talk to that vet, and say, what food would you recommend? In my office, if I'm treating a food allergy, I like to go to something in a young dog like a novel protein diet. Maybe it's going to be something that's just got two ingredients. It's going to have a carbohydrate, and it's going to have a protein. My own dog is on a rabbit-based diet. Um, some dogs thrive really well on a fish-based diet. And the thing I'll tell you is with, with hypoallergenic diets, you know, it's, it's a little bit trickier than just looking on the label and saying, is does this food have that ingredient or not? Because for hypoallergenic diets, the ideal way to, to do this is to manage it with very limited ingredients and to make sure that we're using things that are new and novel to the pet's experiences. So, um, you know, I, I personally, as a veterinarian, I like to have some um, recommendations that I would throw your way. Um, so chat with that veterinarian and make sure that we didn't have mites. And then, then we can talk about a little bit more about these diets. And fatty acids are great. I like that you mentioned the diet with fatty acids, but you know, I prefer to bring them in in a uh, supplement form. So bring it in in a pill, bring it in in a liquid, add that in so that we can control the dose and the amount and we know that it's going to be beneficial for your little guy. Mm. Violet, I, I commend you. You've got your hands full with the, that whole crew of doggy daycare and uh, bless that little guy's heart and I'm sure you're going to get him on the mend here soon. This is Dr. Debbie. If you have a question for the Dream Team, give us a call. We're waiting here at one 405 do you have a dog or know of a dog that could be like a little unsociable around other dogs, people, you know? Nip, Why do you nip. look at me, Hal, and you say that? <laughs> I just want to tell you that 
the Baskerville Ultra Muzzle from the Company of Animals. It was created by Dr. Roger Mugford, our good friend, and he tests these things on himself. The Baskerville Ultra Muzzle from the Company of Animals, and I encourage you, if you have one of these animals, maybe they're a little unsociable, or even if you have like a dumpster diver, one that dumps in the trash and wants to get out all the mm-hmm. goodies in the trash, or perhaps you walk them. I know you walk dogs. I walk dogs that eat stuff along the way, pick up stuff out of the street. I don't even know what they eat. They swallow it so fast. That's why you should try the Baskerville Ultra Muzzle. And I got to tell you, this is just a very cool muzzle. It's not your grandfather's muzzle. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Something like that would be great for my little dog. I mean, she's only nine pounds, so you wouldn't think she would need a muzzle. She's not aggressive or anything, but she will nip try to nip if another dog or if a child corners her she will come back fighting even though she's not aggressive or anything she won't go after anybody but this will protect her and protect other dogs and small children and make the people around her comfortable yes yeah okay and me i won't have to worry you'll be comfortable you won't have to worry check out the website www.companyofanimals.us companyofanimals.us you're listening to animal radio Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. This is Glenn Close on Animal Radio, urging you to spay or neuter your pet. If you have a dog that pulls, like I do, come here, Max, and let me put on the halty harness. The halty harness will help your dog stop pulling by providing front body control. Check out the Halty range by the Company of Animals. It includes the Halty training lead, Halty head collar, Halty training harness, and the OptiFit head collar, which comes with a DVD training guide. To find a Halty range retailer near you, visit www.companyofanimals.us. It will change your life. Good boy, Max. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition in excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800 800- 392-7898. Before girls' night out, my eczema flared up. Ugh, I felt like canceling. But then I tried Cortisone 10 Eczema Relief. It's specially formulated for eczema and has 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine for fast-lasting itch relief. It quickly stopped the itch and soothed my red, dry, flaky skin. With Cortisone 10 Eczema Relief, I was ready for girls' night out, and it was the best one ever. Cortisone 10 Eczema Relief. Feel the heal. Use as directed. This morning, Sandra Sneed wrote a joyful status. This miss is a soon-to-be missus. Over 300 friends liked her engagement post, and it got 76 comments. Sandra, you're one popular gal. Geico also has a comment on your status. Did you know you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance in just 15 minutes by switching to Geico? Just a way we're trying to help cushion a nice little nest egg for the future misses. Hashtag getting hitched. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. 
And I'm Tammy Trujillo. Lots of people watch the Super Bowl for the commercials, but this year there was one you did not get to see. It was GoDaddy's spot called Journey Home. Now, it leaked out about a week before the game, and people were so outraged, and they made that outrage known on social media, so GoDaddy pulled the spot. The commercial started with a beautiful little golden retriever puppy getting bounced out of the back of a truck, and he manages to dodge several very dangerous situations. He finally makes it home, where he runs joyfully to a woman who scoops him up, and then she tells him he's been sold online through a site she made on, yeah, GoDaddy. The final scene is of the puppy leaving in a delivery van. Now, people saw how wrong this was on so many levels, from the adorable puppy being nothing more than a commodity, to him riding loose in the bed of the truck, and to promoting puppy mills. So GoDaddy not only pulled the spot, but launched into Major League Spin Control, saying that Buddy, the puppy, came from a reputable and loving breeder in California, and is now part of the GoDaddy family as their new chief companion officer, and that he lives permanently with one of the company's longtime employees. Well, I've got my fingers crossed on this one. New York could become the first state in the nation to ban declawing cats and all types of felines. Assemblywoman Linda Rosenthal introduced Bill A-1297, and it would ban declawing except where the procedure is medically necessary in order to treat some underlying condition. She is adamant about declawing for the sake of human convenience and to save the furniture. I gave up on the furniture a long time ago. As we now realize, this is not just removing the cat's claw, but it's actually removing the entire first joint of the cat's toe. Last summer, the American Veterinary Medical Association amended its policy about decline to clarify that it is major surgery and describing it as an amputation, but it stopped short of advising against having it done, saying only that it should be used as a last resort to stop destructive behavior. And there are plenty of other things to try, like scratching posts and trimming nails, and then there are deterrents like sticky paws or even using plastic nail tips like soft paws. Well, animals never do cease to amaze. This one's great. In Seattle, riding the bus has to be a lot more fun because the human passengers share the bus with a two-year-old black Labrador named Eclipse. This dog has figured out how to ride the bus by himself to the dog park. The dog's guardian is Jeff Young. He says Eclipse just started getting on the bus himself if he hadn't finished his cigarette by the time the bus arrived. That's Jeff with the cigarette, not the dog. And anyway, the dog knows what stop to get off on, and Jeff says, yeah, he just catches up with the dog at the park. Sometimes now, he says, the dog goes totally without him. Metro Transit says Eclipse really should be on a leash and with Jeff, but they say, hey, dogs are allowed to ride because buses at the discretion of the driver, and provided the dogs are... You know, not a hazard and not being a disturbance. Now, while this sounds amazing, Eclipse is not the only dog taking advantage, it turns out, of public transportation. Stray dogs in Moscow, Russia, have learned to commute in and out of the city from the suburbs by riding the subway, even watching out for other dogs to make sure they exit at the correct stop. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. You know 
canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7898. It's a Lumber Liquidator Spring Flooring Kickoff Sale and Save on the latest hardwood flooring trends. This week, a three-quarter inch solid pre-finished oak hardwood for $229, and all Bellowood floors are on sale. Save up to $500 and get a transferable 100-year warranty. Or get laminate from $0.49, cents, including up to 50% off our thickest and best laminates. Plus, more deals on bamboo from $179 and pre-finished hardwood from $169. And 18-month special financing. These deals won't last, so get to the Spring Flooring Kickoff Sale today. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. Would you wait several days for your shower to get hot? Would you wait several days to feel the full effect of relief from your nasal congestion? Flonase Allergy Relief Nasal Spray could take that long. But if you're congested now and you want powerful relief now, use Afrin No-Drip. Afrin starts working in seconds and keeps working for 12 hours. So why wait several days to feel the full effect? You can start to get relief in seconds with Afrin. Afrin, powerful congestion relief without the wait. Use as directed. Hi, this is Joy Behar on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. We're celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free. 1-866-405-8405 to reach out to Dr. Debbie or to groomer Joey Volani. This week on Facebook for the Wacky Wednesday Contest. If you're brand new to Animal Radio, and it could be because we have some brand new stations listening this week, every Wednesday over at our Facebook page, we ask you to post wacky pictures of your pets. And then, of course, we get to vote on them. And the one that uh, has the most likes or the most shares by the end of the day picks up some great prizes. Uh, This week, Judy, what do you have? We have from Wagfield, we have dog training courses that are online. They're giving away six months of access to their training content at a value of $120. I guess it's $20 a month. And you can choose from three different courses. They have the Puppy 101, then they have Training Top Up, and then the last one is Rescue Refresher. So you can go online and get six months worth of free online training from Wagfield. That's kind of different. Have you ever heard of that? That's neat. Dr. Debbie, have you heard of Wagfield? That one, but we we do um, use some online resources for um, veterinarians for um, obedience and uh, behavioral training. So that's kind of cool. And I think it would be a great idea if you know we had some wacky Wednesday like dog shaming pictures. Oh, you're one of those. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think we should. You know, like Fido gets into something he shouldn't, and we get a wacky photo of that, and then that'd be most appropriate for this training. Okay. Well, however you want to do it, just get those pictures uploaded at our Facebook page. And you know what? I spend hours. It is such a time suck over there. I spent hours <laughs> watching the videos on the Animal Radio Facebook page, and there was a video that was posted, oh, I'd say about three or four weeks now, and it showed a guy, he put this GoPro camera on his dog, and then he left for work that day, and the dog went absolutely ballistic. I figured we needed to get the guy on who put the uh, GoPro camera on his dog, and it happens to be Mike Holmes. He's Mike the intern from 104.7 The Cave in Springfield, Missouri. Is that correct? 
No, correct, sir. I am a, uh, I'm a, I host the morning show on that classic rock station in Springfield. Oh, well, very good. So now, yeah. what's what's the deal? With, what kind of dog do you have? What's his name? Uh, his name is Guinness. Guinness. Like the deer. Okay. Yes, and um, <laughs> he is a golden doodle. A golden doodle, okay. Why did you feel that uh, you had this compulsion to put a, a camera on him to see what happened during the day? Did you, were you... It was like the, was like the perfect storm. I mean, I had, uh, uh, it was my birthday. Uh, my buddy came over. We were going to go out to lunch for my birthday. He had just uh, got this GoPro. We were both getting one. And he had, his had come in the mail, so he brought it over. And uh, we were planning on using it to record a concert that night, but he had been using it, so I said, why don't you just, let's do something where we can kill the battery on. Sure. And my dog, we were playing with my dog, and I was like, you know what, let's just let's just put it on his collar and see what happens. Uh-huh. So that's pretty much how it went down. So you didn't expect the results, and, and the results were what? Shocking. I mean, of course, I was heartbroken. What happened? Tell listeners. Well, I, uh, we, we, we went to lunch, so we were gone probably about, I would say, 30 minutes to an hour. Came back, and, um, you know, normally he greets us at the door, and I sit down. I'm like, oh, my God, let's check out this video. So we sit down. We check out the video, and, I mean, the, the first, you know, two minutes of it, you can see him kind of getting really, you know, antsy, and I was like, oh, man. And then when he jumped on that bed and started howling and crying, I, I've, he's, uh, he, he just turned six in December. And so, um, I've never heard him howl like that in six years. Wow. I've heard him whine when he's antsy and he want you know, if there are people outside and he wants to go see him or, or another dog or something like that, that's, you know, typical. But like that howl, I'd never heard that at all. And that just broke my heart. Did you have any idea that he had such separation anxiety? Well, see, the thing is, um, I've checked it, and it's not, that was an isolated, It's I wouldn't say it's isolated, but I would say that it's not common. The reason he reacted that way is because my good buddy was there, and, the, and let me explain it, because my good buddy drives a Subaru, and when he comes over, nine times out of ten, Guinness gets to go with us. I take my dog everywhere, ah. everywhere, and so... He was there with us for a while. Get Aaron and I were playing, and we were just hanging out, and then we all were leaving, and I think he assumed he was going to get to go, and that was his reaction because he didn't get to go. Have you tried the camera since then to see what his reaction is? Yeah, there's sometimes he just, he'll, he'll, it just kind of depends on the day. I mean, he'll, sometimes he'll go play with his bone, he'll lay on the couch and just lay on the couch, or he'll go sleep on my bed and take a nap. I mean, it just kind of depends. You know what I mean? You should post a whole series of what happens. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing we're going to, I had, I kind of had to do some traveling around the holidays, and so I didn't want to get it because it happened right before Christmas. And, uh, I didn't want to, we, we had already planned on adopting another dog, but I didn't want to get adopt a dog and then be out of town, you know, concurrently for the next couple of months. So we're going to wait till probably mid spring and adopt another dog well, and that's, then that's do a GoPro good. and see what it looks like. <laughs> I'm sure oh, wow. everybody's been saying that to you anyway, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had a, I had a coworker that just uh, left and he was going to actually, I was going to take his, uh, one of his dogs, um, and, uh, his wife ended up 
putting the kibosh and they took it anyway. So that was their other option, but I think we're just going to adopt, which I think is better anyway. Sure. Well, listeners, I encourage listeners, if you haven't seen the video, to go over to the Facebook page and check it out right now. And perhaps this is what happens when your dog leaves uh, when you go during the day. You may not not know that. (laughs) Uh, But the biggest comment there was definitely get this dog, get Guinness a friend. And so... Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and that was the other part of the story is um, about... I would say about three years ago, I was living uh, with a really good buddy of mine, and he had an English bulldog. And so they were, I mean, they were two peas in a pod for a couple of years. And then they he finally ended up getting pretty close to getting married. So he moved out to move in with his girlfriend. My girlfriend moved in, so the dogs got separated. And I think that was part of it, too. Well, I think so, Guinness needs a bud. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Get it? I agree with you. Like short for Budweiser. You'll have a Guinness and a Budweiser. I really appreciate it, Mike, you spending time with us today and telling us that absolutely. mostly I appreciate you posting that video so people can get an idea that, you know, it's not always calm and serene when you leave the house. Yeah, you need to, if you're, if you're, if you're a pet owner, or especially a responsible pet owner, you need to take into account if you are going to be gone or, you know, your schedule. You can't just leave them in the house and just expect, even if they're, even if they're well behaved and they're not going to the bathroom or stuff like that, tearing stuff up, you still have to understand that they're, they're waiting for you. Yep. You know what I mean? And you gotta, you gotta be a responsible pet owner and, and either take them with you or get back home. There you go. Wise words from Mike Holmes. Check him out if you're in the Springfield area on 104.7 The Cave. Thanks, Mike. And, of course, you don't have to put a GoPro camera onto your animal to find out what they do. You can actually have, like, a nanny cam and set that little puppy up, see what happens when you leave. I've done that, too. But, you know, it's mostly genital licking and ear scratching going on when I'm gone. (laughs) No. What about the dogs, though? Not your husband. Yeah, that's just the husband. (laughs) You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Hi, this is Jamie Farr, and you're listening to the Animal Radio Network. And remember to spay and neuter your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Paul. How are you doing? Yes, hello. Good afternoon. Where are you? Okay. Uh, sliding around the snow in Indiana. In the snow hey. in Dr. Debbie's home state of Indiana. <laughs> what part of Indiana? Coming to the Gary region. Awesome. I'm going to drive right by my mom and dad's house when I'm the 8094, so wave. Stop by and wave. <laughs> oh, give them a two. <laughs> Very good. What's going on with your pets? Uh, yes, I've got a uh, seven-month-old miniature schnauzer. He gets violently car sick. He can't make it five miles, and he's throwing up. And how does he behave if you just kind of get into the car with him without turning the car on? doesn't like getting in the car. Does he have any problems where he does any kind of drooling? Does he get yes. excited? No, he, uh, he'll start dripping from his beard just before he throws up. Okay. And, and how about uh, his body posture? Any kind of shaking, trembling? Does he pace back and forth? He'll go into the windows, anything like that? No, he just sits nice and calm and then throws up. And then he brings up his lunch. <laughs> okay, because the reason I was kind of asking you, Paul, is because there's kind of two different ways that we can interpret a dog's behavior when they get sick in the car. Um, one is that they are could have a you know motion sickness, a true sense of the word. The other is that some dogs have more of an anxiety problem with that, and they actually would kind of address them a little bit differently. 
um, for a pet that has a true motion sickness problem where it is the physical movement of the vehicle that gets them nauseous, um, there's some good good remedies out there. We used to use um, Dramamine, um, you know, just like for humans, but on an animal scale dose. Um, and that we can do that, but there's actually a new medicine that was actually specifically labeled for motion sickness in dogs, and I found that to be pretty useful. And that's called Serenia, C-E-R-E-N-I-A. Yeah, I'm sorry, so, it does not work. We tried that. You did, and it doesn't. No. Okay, because if that's the case, then we may need to look at the possibility of the anxiety end of things, because um, for some pets, you know, the motion sickness meds may work, but um, if not, then then I'd look at some of the anxiety and maybe some of the training steps that we can do to help counter condition a pet that has some uh, sickness in the car, and that is basically a lot of stepwise actions. Um, if the motion in the car makes them sick, we want to try to desensitize them to um, the actions of getting into the car. Um, so I'll practice sessions where we get into the car, sit down, don't do anything, and then we go back in the house. Um, repeat that over and over and over again, and then eventually we turn on the car and practice that over and over and over again. And during that, we want to make sure that there's no signs of any drooling, no kind of you know anxious behavior, no nervousness, and build up to um, a level where we're actually backing out of the, the driveway, going around the block for a few minutes, and then eventually trying to get longer and longer periods of time. But it does take kind of working up in these little baby steps, and if we see any sign of anxiety, then we back away from that. Um, and there's some medicines anxiety-wise we can use, but um, I definitely prefer the behavioral route if we can try to kind of work through some of those things. And then it's just some other good sense things. If you're traveling in the vehicle, is we would try to avoid feeding, you know, for at least a good four hours um, before travel time, just to kind of help minimize anything in the stomach there. So yeah, I would say definitely try, you know, some of the uh, behavioral conditioning steps. And uh, you try Serenia. We could always try Dramamine and, and vice versa. Um, so I'd kind of experiment with that a little bit as well. Hi, I'm Ed Asher, and you're on Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. <laughs> you're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. We just heard a story about this guy who did surgery on his own dog, mm. and mm-hmm. then it got infected. He was not a veterinarian. <laughs> Have you ever heard of this kind of uh, desperation before, Doc? Well, yeah. And you know what? Actually, I've had people do that myself. And it's, I mean, I think some of the times are definitely hard, and um Folks are worried about money, and you know if there's always a problem of being able to seek out veterinary care, there's other alternatives than cutting on your own dog. So please, 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 nobody do this. And then, of course, so, yeah. it had an infection. It got an infection after mm. the home operation, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then uh, so there was the the expense of going back to the vet. And then I see that there was a fine, the court. Mm-hmm. Can they can they do that? They really can do that. They can fine you oh, for sure. operating on your own dog. Guys, oh yeah, I've heard. 
I've heard of people having that happen if, uh, you know, a dentist works on a dog, um, a person who takes their own children's x-rays at their uh, veterinary office. I've heard of things like that where people have been actually prosecuted. So, you know, there's, I guess there's a real, uh, there's a clause of uh, practice where you have to practice only on the creatures that you've learned from. Yeah. So, uh, Now, do yeah. you practice on your own animals or are you too close to them to practice on them? Uh, you know, I don't personally do any surgery, but, uh, y- you know, uh, I have, my husband is a veterinarian as oh, well. Oh, that works out well. And, uh, I got criticized for cutting on my dog and oh. the, the incision wasn't perfect. Your husband criticized you. Is what oh, yeah, said. yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. So I said from there on, <laughs> you get to do it all and he gets all the pressure then. <laughs> uh, there you go. 1-866-405-8405 to talk to Dr. Debbie and Samantha's up. Hi, Samantha. How are you? Great. Thanks for taking my call. Where are you today? Uh, we're in San Antonio, Texas. Beautiful. It's a beautiful day down here. Oh, I bet. It's like one of the only places in the country that's beautiful today. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel sorry for everyone up in the cold right now. Well, tell us, what's going on with your animals? How can we help? Well, we've got two wonderful labs um, that we absolutely adore. But Yay! Our, I know. I know. They're the best. But um, our three-year-old black lab, Tua, has um, developed a taste for cat poop. <laughs> Mm. Oh, yes. Um, it's, yeah. It's and wonderful it started, fun in the dog world. <laughs> it, it started um, about a few months ago, and I've also noticed that she's gaining weight as well. So okay. I'm wondering if it has something to do, you know, we just moved to a new house, and there's a lot of cats around, and um, I'm not sure what's going on. So is this poop from outside then or from yeah. one of your kitties? No, we don't have cats. Okay, so it's outside. All right. Well, I mean, the... The phenomenon of eating poop is always an area of contention because we cannot, as humans, understand the motivation for this. But it, it's a good, it, honestly, it's a good, fun thing that dogs enjoy, and we can't understand it. Um, in many cases, it is really just kind of a bad habit, um, something they find some pleasure in. Um, the medical side of things, you know, whether or not there is some medical reason for a dog to do this, there's some. Um, they're not terribly common. Um, usually it is behavioral problems. Um, but we do look at things like parasitism. Um, we look at anything that might be causing any kind of more weight loss. Um, but there are some types of uh, cancers that can cause weight loss in a pet to eat things inappropriately, what we call pica, uh, where not only eating poop, but they might eat other things, uh, other objects around the house that they wouldn't normally. That might be more of a sign of something medical. Um, so, you know, if you haven't had your pet checked out recently, probably a good idea just to make sure we get a good clean bill of health. But otherwise, you're, you're kind of faced with the challenge of keeping doggies away from what I call kitty almond roca, which um, in the litter pan, that's kind of how they look. Outside, it's a little bit harder because you can't necessarily keep those neighbor's cats or the feral cats um, out of your pet's access areas. And, and do you have just, um, you have feral cats around you? Or are they neighbors or do you know? They could be. Yeah, I'm sure they're um, a little bit of both. Okay. But the, the weight gain is what's concerning me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, any weight gain that's unexpected in a dog, whether or not they're eating poop, I, I would say I would make sure we look into a thyroid problem. And Labradors do like to be a breed that can develop some thyroid problems. So that would be probably number one based off of the weight gain that I would look at. 
Um, otherwise, we can also see some issues with um, food intolerances, where a dog doesn't do really well on a particular food. Maybe they're not digesting it well. It can affect their stool quality. They can produce gassiness. And in those situations, we might see a dog that nibbles on some feces cat dog otherwise um so that could be something too where sometimes like a diet change can actually help out uh behavior of eating poop from someone else so uh, we might want to even consider modifying the diet and going either to a hypoallergenic diet she's on all organic holistic and i just recently made that switch she was on neutro and then um we switched they created an organic product that we switched to so Mm -hmm. uh, did that that coincide with when this behavior started Yes, actually, kind of did. It did. Okay. But I can't imagine I organic being more, having more calories in it or anything like that, would it? Well, it certainly could, yeah. And I know a lot of the, um, some of the boutique pet stores by me, the, some of the calorie density is very different in some of the organic diets. So it could be this diet change that caused that. But even getting back to this kind of the feces eating thing, too, um, you know, Organic doesn't always mean better. It just okay. means it's different, and the foodstuffs go through a different kind of uh, certification, if you will. Um, but it might just be that we need to switch back to that other diet, see how everything else stabilizes. Um, but I would definitely say, you're a Labrador lover, get your baby checked for a thyroid problem, too, and, and that will give me a little bit more peace of mind on that weight gain thing. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with organic. I mean, I think it's a great thing, but if it's not working for your dog, then, you know, time to look elsewhere. Well, that's all we have time for today. Be sure to download the Animal Radio app. You can get more of your Animal Radio fix right from the app. It's a free download. Thanks to Doctors Fosters and Smith for your iPhone and Android. So do it now. You can ask your questions anytime you have your questions and listen to Animal Radio anytime you want. I want to thank our guest, Mike the Intern, today and his GoPro camera with Guinness. And he's he really enlightened me. I think I'm actually going to put a uh, nanny cam <laughs> in my house and see what happens when I leave. I, I think the cat beats up on the dog when we leave. Yeah, that might happen. <laughs> I know. I, happen. I'd love to see it. They probably all gang in, corner the little dog <laughs> in the corner and all gang up on her. Uh, poor girl. <laughs> well, have yourself a great week. We'll catch you next week for more Animal Radio right here. Bye-bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.